Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. And joining me on the Press Box this afternoon, Jamie Wall. Jamie, fantastic to have you on the show. I understand you're actually out on a boat somewhere at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, fantastic to be talking to you, Kim. Um, yeah, we're out in the middle of the harbour. Where are we? Rakina. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> off Rakino Island. Yeah. Having absolutely no luck, no luck with the fishing. Uh, oh. They don't seem to want to know it. So, I mean, that's yeah, a bummer. Good, time. good way to go away. Well, appreciate you uh, taking a break from what sounds like a truly arduous activity, Jamie, at the moment, uh, to come and talk to us. Hey, first off, we've talked a little bit about this uh, on the show, the story out of the Knicks about Chloe Knott, uh, who is foregoing now the Phoenix uh, because she couldn't quite end up figuring out the juggle between that uh, and the training regimen and what was required for the Knicks, as well as the full-time job, uh, then kind of revealing that the Knicks have a salary cap of $600,000 versus the men's 2.5 million one in comparison, and the average wage for the Knicks women players is around $32,000. That's according to News Hub. I mean, it's... It's it's a tough one, and I think we can all acknowledge that, and we've seen situations like this probably crop up across multiple sports when it comes to women. But what did you make of it all? Yeah, it is an interesting one uh, because it really kind of came out of nowhere uh, mm. last last night when it when it came through, especially considering that uh, you, on the field at least um, things couldn't be going better for the entire Phoenix organisation right now. I think the men are off their best start ever, and the women have well, they couldn't have got much worse than what they were over the last couple of years. And I think I've won four out of the first six and uh, kind of getting over that hump of, of the, the startup uh, situation that they were in. I mean, you know, it was obviously going to be really difficult for them those first couple of years. But yeah, so I, I was at the games uh, on the weekend at Mount Smart. It was a great occasion. I mean, uh, they, they had a good, solid um, crew of people. And then coming off the back of that news about the new Auckland team as well, there's just mm. a bit of a buzz around about what, what the future of A-League football is going to be in New Zealand. And then so for this to happen, uh, just it's a, it's a real downer uh, for a start, but it sort of shone a light on what's a seriously inequitable um, situation at the Phoenix. And I think obviously there's a lot of stuff that we don't know mm. uh, of what's going on because at first it was like, Okay, right. She, uh, Chloe, is just stepping away because she wants to. Uh, you know, it's too difficult. Um, and it's like, okay, right. And then, then, in her uh, social media posts, it sort of hinted at some other, some other stuff. So you're like, okay, right. Is it a coaching issue? And I've, I've had a word to a couple of people, and they're, they're thinking that it's more about just the entire 
situation itself rather than anything to do with the team, um, which I can kind of understand. But you, as you pointed out, the salary cap is set at, at, at 600, which is yeah works out to be a fairly low low wage compared mm. to what the men can get. And I feel like that's the core issue uh, that we've got here. And um, you know, the more that we can talk about that and debate, okay, well, why is that a, why is that the case? You know, um, do you want this women's A League to to be a successful mm. uh, uh, thing? Because it's like you've got to put the money in, and you can and and we've seen it. We've seen it with our own eyes uh, this year uh, at at Eden Park, at at all the all the other stadiums in New Zealand. Of what happens when you actually do invest in women's football? Because when FIFA showed up, <laughs> they, they opened their wallet, and it was really, it's really obvious to see the results of of what what happened there. So it's going to be an interesting narrative uh, going forward. Yeah, and I think you raise a lot of good points there because I also think, like you say, football was riding such a high after that World Cup. The Knicks had kind of picked that up and kept going and were probably getting more attention than they've had in a long time given the way both teams have started the season and this almost felt like a like it's crashing you back to reality to some degree. Um, we had a text in earlier in the show asking, yeah, but, you know, like it's, it's a great sentiment that the women should be paid more and uh, and that will enable them to perform more and not be distracted uh, outside with the actual jobs and having to earn a living. But where is that money coming from? Uh, and I, I made a similar argument around needing to invest in sports to allow them to be at the top standard that we expect and is this just football kind of going through a phase that we've seen cricket go through and and rugby to a degree go through as well when it comes to women's sport uh yeah i think i think so well i I hope so because it means that uh, if it's going through a phase it means that it'll eventually go to another phase of Mm. when things are better uh i personally think that this is sort of long overdue i mean it's 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 an Far beyond the point of when I would have expected a, a women's professional uh, league to be happening in football, considering the the rate of female mm. participation, uh, this should have been one of the first sports uh, to have this happen, not one of the last. Uh, so that's that's a real question. I think football in this part of the world needs to ask itself. Um, at the same time, you know, like you get people un, uh, thinking of uh, asking the question of like, well, what's paying for this? But it's a classic chicken and egg mm. scenario to me. Anyway, like that's, this is my opinion on this: is like you're not going to get it to a point where it is going to be financially sustainable unless you start putting money into it now. And that is what that is what it's going to be. That the situation uh, is that it is going to be dependent on the men's game at least for now. But look at what happens when you do. Like mm. that. That's my. That would be my my uh, uh, my counterpoint to anyone that says like, oh, you know, they've got to start proving they can make money. Well, have done it. Yeah. I've done it. I, I was there. I saw it. So, you know, that's, the, that's as far as it, it goes for me in that regard. Yeah, 100%, 100% with you there. Uh, let's turn our attention to cricket now. Been plenty of debate this one when it comes to our greatest ever batter raised, of course, uh, with Kane Williamson's latest century, number 29 uh, for test centuries for Kane. Bit of debate about him or Martin Crowe. Is he... Kane Williamson, that is our greatest ever in your mind, Jamie. Oh gosh, how long have we got? I, I, yeah, I think I think so. I don't. I never, I never want to definitively say who, the, who our greatest is because you know, at cricket, you can put it down to numbers and you can say, well, he scored more runs, or he scored more centuries, or he's got a higher average, or anything like that. But 
variables that that exist within Christ's career, within Martin Christ's career, and may I say Roth Taylor's career mm. as well, because he's the other guy that I've definitely got in conversation as well. You we've know, been making their runs when they count. I mean, I think all three of those guys took all of those boxes. You know, like I mean, for me, like Ross Taylor's 290 against Australia yeah. is the greatest inning that any any New Zealanders ever had. Uh, you know, um, Martin Crow uh, did it in very trying circumstances, so he got that. And then Kane Williams has been so incredibly consistent uh, over time, and to the point where we kind of almost taking him from granted a, a little bit, which uh, was you know something that as a, as a yeah, cricket fan growing up in the 1990s, you know, to have someone like him come along, I never would have thought that would that would have been possible. So, and then to have him and Ross Taylor playing at the same time, uh, it's just incredible. I think, you know, I, I think looking at numbers, yeah, you can definitely make a good case uh, from that. I think that you, with cricket players, you can't really judge, you know, just how great they are until they're finished. But he's definitely, it's not like that he's in any danger of not being considered uh, one of the greatest uh, of all time. Mm. And I almost find it frustrating. I think Katie Martin touched on this point uh, in the show earlier with him in that if you want to make a comparison sometimes, if, if you make it with those who are his peers in current times, uh, but that's really tough to do as well because he plays so little test cricket compared to guys like your Steve Smith, like your Joe Root and like your Eric Coley, which is a great shame because if he played more test cricket, can you just imagine for a second what the numbers might be? Uh, further down the order, Henry Nichols. Now, this is pretty interesting for me because he is he's one of those players that I think comes up a lot when something's going wrong and there are calls for a player to be dropped and quite often his, his name is mentioned. For you, is he batting for his career? I can't think of a time where he wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he always he always seems to be have this question mark over his selection. I don't think he's ever really had a season uh, where... You know he's been a locked-in selection this this whole time, um, and but the thing is, is that every time, uh, and and there's a few athletes, not just in cricket, but cricket it seems to happen quite a lot, just because of the nature of the sport. But it, it happens in other sports as well, um, where as soon as you write a guy off and you just say like, hey, this is your last chance, they'll come out and they'll have a beginnings, so they'll have a huge game, and Henry Nichols actually has managed to keep keep doing that, and to be Perfectly honest with you, I can't, you know, at the moment I can't really think of anyone that's going to come and uh, you know replace him like that that easily right now. I mean, I guess we're going to find out just how stoic that this this New Zealand uh, this Black Caps outfit is in this upcoming uh, four things of this Test match because it looks like that pitch is just going to turn into mm. gravel um, by the time that they have to bat on it, and it could be an opportunity for a guy like him to. I mean, ideally be batting to win the game, but more realistically be trying to save it. Mm. Uh, and play has resumed, just so you know, as well uh, over in Salette in Bangladesh. Interesting to know, Daryl Mitchell has opened the bowling for the day for New Zealand, which is not something I would have had picked in the old uh, bingo card for this day of play. But there we go. Uh, cricket as well, Jamie, back on free-to-air for the home summer when it comes to TV, also live here on SENZ. Uh, when it comes to accessibility and sport, surely this is a good thing for New Zealand cricket. 
Yes, well done, TVNZ. There you go, Kim. You can t- I promise uh, I didn't actually write that question, but yes, I should. A uh, <laughs> little disclaimer here that I work for both of those companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. No, fair enough. To, but I, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I was, a, I was a cricket fan growing up in the 1990s as a kid. And the reason, one of the main reasons why I was and why all my friends were and why participation in cricket back then was such a big thing is because we could watch it all the time. It was on every weekend in summer. You could watch every. That's what you do on your summer holidays uh, is just keep an eye on the cricket going on in the in the background when you weren't at the beach or whatever. It, it's it's. I think only now we're starting to realise what the ramifications of moving everything to pay TV, especially for cricket. Like rugby's a bit of a different story. Um, but it's not a million miles away. Uh, but the fact that cricket went from being a fairly egalitarian pursuit uh, back in those days uh, to something that is just a little, a, a tad elitist uh, now, especially um, you know in, in urban areas anyway, uh, is mainly due to the fact that the only way you get exposed to it is if you know you have Sky, if you can if you can watch all that stuff. And I know Sky is a lot more accessible than it than it used to be. But for a while there, only the rich bikes had it, you know. And um, if you weren't, if you can't watch a sport, you're not going to be interested in it. And I think that this is a really important step um, for cricket to kind of reclaim the place that it had in people in people's consciousness and in New Zealand society because it's a really important part of it, something with a really rich history, and it's got a lot to offer uh, young people. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in cricket being just a fantastic thing for kids, mm. mainly because for their parents, it's um, free childcare for most of the day, <laughs> and uh, and also, but also you spend you spend half your time just sitting there socialising with your friends. It teaches you mental skills as well. So, I, I think that the more kids that get interested in it, the better it's going to be. Why do I feel like your son JJ is getting all wee kids cricket set for uh, Christmas this year? Hey, last one uh, on the cricket note, Jamie, Katie Martin and I were talking about, you know, who's going to be in first to buy plane tickets to Melbourne for the 2026 Boxing Day test. Are you in? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Just like we were last time, I think. Hopefully Jody Barrett's allowed back in uh, by then and uh, he can come and have a deal with us. Oh, I think I'll I think I'll be in the crowd with you, Jamie. Let's talk some league. Lastly, uh, this Michael Maguire situation. Look, it's gone the way that it was probably always going to go in some regards. Uh, now, finally announced for New South Wales, it was a bit messy getting there. Uh, I think you could say revealed that New Zealand Rugby League effectively made him choose. He chose the Blues. What did you make of the whole situation and how that played out? Oh, it's sad, really, because it's one of those situations where no one's really come out of it looking quite looking good. Um, mm. NZRL have come out looking much just with the perception that oh, a bunch of guys didn't want an Australian coach. The Kiwis, despite the fact that he just racked up massive wins over last year's two uh, World Cup finalists, and seemed to have the full support of the players, and you know it's been a great. Not a very long year for the Kiwis, but a, a good one. Like it's, I'm I'm quite excited about that Kiwis team uh, mm. going forward and what they can do. It's just a matter of getting them regular games. Uh, and Maguire hasn't come out of it looking that good either because he got given a choice of, you know, uh, sticking with the job that he committed to, or getting one that he clearly or always wanted 
all along. Mm. Um, and and also just for rugby league itself, that doesn't look good either because it, it just goes to show the immense hold that Origin has over the, everything else. And really, when you think about it from an outsider's point of view, it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I love Origin, I, I love watching it and everything. But it's it's absurd that it's got a it's on a higher standing than the international rugby. Mm. It's got to be the only sport in the world that uh, outside of like say American sports where the international version of it is not the highest pinnacle that you can that you can go for. So it's just a bit it's a bit it's a bit sad, and it just kind of goes to show that whenever rugby league in this country starts to get on a roll, and we saw that with the Warriors this year, and and we're seeing it with like really massive interest in the NRL just in general. As soon as it starts to, to get some momentum, it, it just has absolutely no hesitation just loading up both barrels and just blasting its head off. Because, <laughs> you know, it just, it, 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 no other sport's got the, got the ability to do that, just quite like rugby league does. Um, and it's a shame because it deserves better. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, the American sport comment got me thinking maybe they'll start calling the state of origin winners the world champions, and then we can have some heated debates yeah. about that on, you know, Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days. Uh, Jamie Wall, I will let let you get back to the fishing. Go and catch a couple of snapper for dinner, please. Uh, Very much appreciate having you on the press box here on the run home 